Hello, hello, welcome everyone. Thank you for joining me today uh, for my second episode of this video cast slash podcast, Meditation in Art. And I'm here uh, with my very special guest uh, this evening, Thanarat Pui, and I hope I've pronounced that right. We, uh, we know uh, Thanarat simply as Pui, so uh, that's how she likes to be called. Uh, we met I guess it's a little over a year ago or about a year ago now where we met. Yeah, uh, I think about a year ago. About a year ago, right? Yeah. I remember I met you in the meditation class in your life. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were <laughs> facilitating a retreat, uh, um, which we'll get a chance to talk about a little bit later. Um, I think that retreat was called, right, I'm Nature, right? Yeah. A Calling of Nature to the Inner Spirit, which is really a great title, very evocative. And that really uh, kind of leads me to the whole introduction uh, for Pui, because that title is really indicative of everything, well, of a lot of things that Pui has to offer as a facilitator and as an artist. Uh, Pui is, by profession, a movement-based expressive art facilitator. Uh, and I'm happy to announce that she's co-facilitating my retreat, or, or the retreat that we're facilitating together, I should say, uh, on Love and Kindness, uh, July 17th at the New Life Foundation. More about that later, though. Uh, Pui has been working as a contemplative facilitator for about six years uh, before deciding to work in an addiction recovery center. Amazing work. That's right on the front line there. Uh, so good for you. Uh, I'm sure you do a, an incredible job there offering uh, therapeutic art, movement, and mindfulness practices uh, at this uh, addiction recovery center in Chiang Mai. Um, also offering uh, public courses uh, with both uh, Thai nationals and foreigners, expats, and so forth, like myself. <laughs> uh, Pui also likes to create a space uh, for participants to reconnect to their inner self. So very similar to meditation, if I might say so, right? Yeah. Uh, so we connect to our inner self uh, with Pui through art and movement. And so uh, that's where we're starting tonight. So uh, just a few uh, groundwork uh, questions, I suppose. Uh, how did you get interested in art and primarily art is like a healing modality? Um, actually, it's from my own personal experience, too, that um, since I started in, I have to say that I started with my master's degree in contemplative education, and from then, mostly it's made, it mostly is about, like, some theory, some, um, knowledge that based on like intellectual so we discuss a lot and we talk a lot about like they still use also with mindfulness and practice and i'm kind of thinking about myself in some way that sometimes some part of me cannot express fully especially like with my own feeling and emotion. So then that's why I decide to study more on like therapeutic arts. Mm 
And from that, I realized more that art can help me to understand more with myself. And sometimes art can also like ritualize something in me, especially as I say, like movement, uh, like uh, emotion or feeling, something that is cannot explain by words. Yeah, so it, that is what I, that's why I decide to interest, like be interested in the art more. Mm -hmm. So that nonverbal yeah. communication, yeah, uh, which uh, I don't want to get to the meditation part of, the, of our talk too soon, but that's so connected to meditation, right, at least from my perspective. Uh, because meditation is nonverbal communication with ourself. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, um, yeah, so I'd love to hear more about that and how, how, how is it that you find that you can connect with yourself and then express that? Uh, because that's, it, it seems like, I, I always see that process as like a bridge, like crossing a bridge almost, like going internally and then expressing it externally through some art form like that. Um, yeah, so could, if you could talk a little bit about that process, that creative process of connecting with an emotion and then expressing that. Yeah, so the process that I usually use is, it's actually from like, um, it's called Tamalpa process and that is what the part that I decide to study more and is integrate between for me I feel like it's in it's uh, integrate between conscious movement um, expressive movement which is like a freeform movement and also mindfulness which is they might not call mindfulness but for me when we practice a lot on body is help us to return to the present moment, mm -hmm. like naturally. And with that process, I really like that um, they should let's begin by tuning in with our body first, like they use the different level, like physical level, mental level, emotional level, how you feel in this moment. And from that, then we turn like the shifting, we shifting to movement, mm -hmm. to reflect on what we feel at that moment. And then we might continue with the drawing to reflect from movement. So for me, it's kind of, it's quite a holistic way to, to do this process because it's not just one thing. And especially for those who might not um, like to, they, they, they also give them the op option to. So for someone, they might not feel like connect with movement much, then they have an option to like, maybe I connect more with the drawing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we're going to get into the deep end pretty quick here. So I'm just going to go with that. Uh, <laughs> so, one of the uh, one of the aspects of mindfulness meditation or just meditation that I, I emphasize in my teaching uh, is the um, 
technique of, of feeling an emotion uh, without, because well, particularly in the West, but I think worldwide nowadays, uh, we have this kind of a misconception that when we have an emotion, let's use the, an example of anger because we all have anger sometimes. Uh, so when anger arises, we feel that we either have to express that. So we yell, kick, punch, scream, shout, discharging that em emotion, uh, which doesn't let us feel it. Or we repress it. We choke it back in the body. Oh, I'm a spiritual person. I shouldn't get angry. What will they think of me? You know, that kind of behavior, which also causes the body to be ill. So the the third option that i generally give when i work with people is just to rest in the emotion as it arises and to be able to feel that emotion so from from what i'm from what i'm getting from this conversation is you're actually offering another alternative mm -hmm. where where you can actually express that emotion and and feel it at the same time uh, that's that's beautiful. Yeah, can you say more about that? Yeah, I think with that process, also it's also in my own personal experience. I really agree with what you say that, like, sometimes it's when there is some kind of really intense emotion comes and people tend to maybe ignore or replace it, but with this kind of artistic way they allow us to to accept that it's there but we might not choose to like yelling or do something in the way that it might affect other people or might, might affect us in, in some part but we use it as an inspiration to you uh, express to through color through line or through different kind of shape and with the body movement we might like express some voice or some some movement but we do it in a, in a safe space so people can feel that actually they can feel it actually they can feel the anger it doesn't need to be repressed mm -hmm. and to to see it clearly as the artwork it helps them to to yeah accept it easily with, 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 with this process, I think. Mm -hmm. oh, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. So, so uh, how did you get, you, you mentioned your own personal experiences and, and you can get as personal or as light as you like with this question, but how did you get started into this career path? What, what, what was your first beginning? It's a really good question. Actually, I think um, my first, like the first experience or my first story that take me to this journey is since I, I work completely different like as an accountant. And from that, I kind of face like suffering not just only the work but also some other some other thing in my life too and i have to say that i become like a depression and 
that moment become like my trauma became like my trauma and since then I I asked myself like what I want to like understand more and I, I, I answer myself like if this is a thing like if we cannot um, we cannot ignore the suffering in life so why don't I learn to be with it in a better way or why don't I learn to yeah just like be with it so I decided to study in master degree in contemplative education as I mentioned and with that class is really like a good combination between uh, self-awareness theory activity self like self-understanding self-discovery and also the foundation of that is mostly about um, meditation so yeah from that i practice a lot of meditation and it's really helped me to be flexible on on like the method and the theory too because i i learned to study in a different way mm -hmm. so from that um with my own friends like uh, the friend that i study with they gather together and we work as a group facilitator and offer the work with university students with organization and yeah some companies to create the same space that we we have with us like for example we uh offer the like we have the mostly it's more like an activity that they can have a space for them to share their own first like their own story because for for some time um for example i work with with like a nurse student or some career that they tend to um mostly take care of other people sometimes they ignore the part that they they, they can take care of themselves so we learn to have a good listening skill and getting to know themselves a little bit and have some arts for them to see that one journey of their life and from that i think it is it helped them to have some kind of self-care technique too for themselves mm. i worked there for like five to six years until i feel like as i say like something missing in me after I joined one course that is about improvised movement, and I noticed that from that, there is something that is healing in me without talking at all, and that's why I fascinate in that. Mm -hmm. And and from that, I decide to study more in in this thing like movement-based expressive art in Tomoba Institute in US, and it's really like what I just said that is a really good combination that they're not just only using art, but also use like um, psychology, which is like a just about therapy that they, they learn to uh, building body awareness through, through work, uh, ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And from then I, I work as a movement-based expressive art facilitator now. Mm -hmm. So that's the start. And so it sounds like to me, anyway, from what I'm hearing from what you say, uh, 
it sounds like you have a pretty uh, good window into how meditation practices uh, influence and affect the creative process. Uh, so could you speak a bit about that? And if that happens for you, or maybe you've seen it in people you work with, uh, people who have a meditation practice or your own meditation practice, and how, that, how does that play a part in, in your own, uh, either when you're healing or, or, yeah, healing, working with people, uh, or, or doing art yourself? Can you explain more about this question? Yeah. Sure. So for myself, I, because I used to be a musician and now I'm a writer, I, I found that, um, I, and I still continue to find, that uh, meditation uh, allows me to reach a point of silence where I can feel the creative process. Mm. Uh, and, and so I, I, and I find that my meditation practice uh, has a deep influence on on my creativity. Uh, so, I'm wondering if you might have had a similar experience in in your uh, teaching uh, or your healing uh, process. Yeah. Actually, every time that I like start the activities, I always begin with little grounding technique or like mindfulness practice to help them bring awareness to themselves mm -hmm. and I think with that it's, it's like a, it's allowed them to like be in the present moment and let go of all of like the judgment or and criticize and also the past and the future of what they worry about and from that I think I have to say like mindfulness is a big part of, of my work too because I tend to let them, or be with the, or their own process, it's more like trust in the process instead of thinking about the goal. Mm -hmm. So when we do the art or when we do the movement, it's more like focus on here and now, how like when you move like this, how you feel inside your body, or when they use the color, they they learn to be with each color instead of thinking about, oh, I'm going to draw this or this or that. So, yeah, I think that is the, the part of the, my process, with, which is mindfulness is really like a big part of that. Yeah, yeah I really resonated with that, uh, that whole, um, because when I was a musician, I, I primarily played jazz. And, and so it, it, it was impossible to improvise and have that inner critic going at the same time, you know? Yeah. And, and so many people have that inner critic going as a, as a dialogue in their mind, you know, all of the time on their way to work, while they're at work, driving home while they're cooking dinner, their whole day is back and forth with that inner critic. Uh, and so uh, art, movement, uh, and mindfulness practice, I think they ha it has all, all of that in common, right? Yeah. But it's, it, you can't meditate and have the inner critic going at the same time. Some people do. And, and I think for beginners that happens. 
because it's just habitual, it's everywhere. So, yeah. But mindfulness is the practice of, of dropping that, as well as any other thought as well. But primarily, my practice primarily, uh, letting that inner critic be quiet. And, and so I found that to be quite, uh, well, very similar in improvisation of music and when I'm writing, uh, when I'm really in the flow of writing, when that if that inner critic start, starts, I stop writing. Yeah. That's it, I'm done for the day. And then I, I try to come back the next day. And so uh, really beautifully said how, how, how that, uh, that is allowed to be, or it has to be quieted. I think you, the way you put it is you have to be in the present moment. Uh, with the color, with the dance, with the movement, and so forth. Yeah, I totally agree with what you said, like, with inequity, and I think it's when we have that thing, sometimes it blocks us to be more creative or become one with the experience in front of, in front of us. So to have the to, to have the skill, like to have to know how to deal with that with mindfulness, it helps them to know that they have the option to to let go of that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And yeah. I, I just want to point out the way you phrased that sentence. It's so beautiful. You said uh, to create or to be at one with it, whatever is in front of us. Yeah. And that 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 sentence. It shows that how, how similar that is, that the creative process is to be one with what's in front of us. And to be one with what's in front of us is a creative process. And I, I find that so often overlooked uh, in meditation practices and in, in, uh, in um, religious organizations and, and in art com art communities too, you know. I, I mean, I went to an art college that wasn't contemplative, and they were very. It was it was rather fear based, honestly, uh, and, and um, it took a long time for me to actually grow out of that. Uh, and and I, I find I see that often in musicians from my world because that's the world I was relating to uh, for so long. Uh, a lot of fear uh, in musicians. Well, hello, welcome back. Uh, we are back from our little pause. I'm uh, here with uh, my wonderful guest, uh, healer extraordinaire, uh, both in uh, mindfulness modalities and art modalities and the combination of two. This is Pui. And as I mentioned at the beginning of our talk, uh, Pui and I will be co-facilitating a retreat, uh, a loving kindness retreat. It, actually, the title of the retreat is called Loving Kindness, a Healing Retreat. And the reason why I, I put this particular retreat together is because of the whole COVID-19 situation. And uh, I, I found that um, a lot of the requests that I was getting from my one-on-one -on -one, uh, clients uh, were really leaning towards healing. And in particular, I found uh, loving kindness practice to be very, very appropriate uh, for this type of healing that's being sought after. Uh, so I put this retreat together. I said, who is the healer that I know? 
<laughs> and so I contacted Pui and she was gracious enough to accept my invitation uh, to come up to the New Life Foundation and help me uh, facilitate this retreat. So with that introduction, that very long-winded introduction, I'll let Pui uh, talk a little bit about um, the, some of the offerings that you'll be uh, providing alongside uh, the loving-kindness meditations that I'll be guiding. Yeah. First of all, it's really like a beautiful idea. I really like the way that is like loving kindness and also the healing retreat. So the part that I will share, I think, with the body and art is, is kind of like building the awareness through their body. I think that is also the way for them to, to listen to their body or reconnect to their body and sometimes we might like do a lot of activities and we might really be in our life to return to like our body like our home it can be the way also for healing and i think the art part will be a really good um part that it can be like the additional part that can be really good with their silent retreat with with you too that they can also um, reflect, reflect to through their own journey, through their own like life. It might not like a really like a long one, but I think it's like enough for them to have a space to them to have a self reflection through the day and also through their life. Mm -hmm. So in the in the morning will be like a body awareness exercise, and then in the evening after the retreat, it will be like art or movement activities mm. yeah um, and go ahead go ahead yeah and also on the weekend I, i'm going to share like uh like a little bit like a short workshop too it's mm. called uh, free the body yeah it's which is it will be like something that people can express and like rest and relax more with their body and art yeah mm. So that's the weekend after the retreat, right? So yeah. I think ends on the 24th, which is a Friday. Mm -hmm. And then uh, just to tell our listeners here. Um, so the retreat ends on a Friday later in the evening, around six in the evening. But then because the New Life Foundation is actually closed uh, due to the COVID-19 uh, restrictions, um, but we are opening the doors to the new life uh, just for this retreat and for the retreat participants. So we have the whole campus to ourselves, uh, which is yeah. never really happens uh, in normal day-to-day -day life. Uh, so we're taking that opportunity to offer uh, the new life grounds to all of the retreat participants to stay for the whole weekend uh, after the retreat, um, which is a great opportunity. I, I know when I've done retreats before, uh, and I've been launched out of the retreat back into um, wherever I was going next, my hometown. Back then it was New York City, which was really tough. Uh, but some, mm -hmm. whatever the environment is, you're never really, uh, it's, it's a quite an adjustment, I should say, uh, coming out of a, a retreat, uh, a week-long retreat, and then back into regular life. So we're offering uh, Saturday and Sunday and Friday evening, of course, uh, for the retreat participants to kind of unwind and really uh, process 
uh, everything that came up and everything that was learned and uh, embraced during the retreat. And I, I think this uh, offering uh, from Pui is just going to be uh, really a, a fantastic way of doing all of that. Uh, I, of course, will be on, on the grounds as well, but I'll be doing one-on-one -on -one sessions uh, for people uh, who would like more of me after a week, though I don't imagine that will be <laughs> a selling point. But, but no, uh, <laughs> just, you know, if, if people want to have a conversation about things that, that came up for them during the retreat, I'm, I will be there for that as well. The pool will be open, we'll be having food, and, and a lot of talking, I imagine, will happen because after a silent, a mostly silent retreat, uh, people do like to have a lot of conversation. Uh, so that'll be all available. So I think that's all uh, we wanted to say. Uh, so thank you again, Pui, for, for agreeing to come on the show and for uh, agreeing to co-facilitate with me. I appreciate that. And uh, thank you all, my listeners, for tuning in uh, to episode two of Art and Meditation. Uh, if there are any artists out there tuning in, uh, please don't be shy. If you're an artist and you have a contemplative practice, uh, send me a message, private message me, or just put a comment underneath the video here, and uh, we'll set up an interview if you'd like to be featured on the show. I'd love to have you. Um, I think that's all I want to say. So stay clean, stay healthy, um, take your zinc and your vitamin D. <laughs> if you're into wearing masks, do wear your mask. I have to say, uh, you know, I hate to get political, uh, but in Thailand, everyone wears a mask. And and we have no we're, we're we have no more cases, just saying, just saying we haven't had a case in over three weeks. Everyone wears a mask. Might be a coincidence. You decide. Okay. <laughs> On that note, I will see you all later. Thanks again. Bye.